Hello, my name is Alessio Bax and you're listening to the Signum Records podcast. That was a clip of Beethoven's Sonata No. 29 in B-flat major, Opus 106, which is better known as the Hammer Clavier, a recording which was recently named Editor's Choice in Gramophone magazine, with praise that the pianist is clearly among the most remarkable young pianists now before the public. And for today's podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by that pianist, Alessia Bax. Welcome. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here. It must be quite a daunting task to record something like the Hammer Clavier. Uh, yes, really recording anything is some... A daunting task in many ways. Hammer Clavier is, is such a massive piece and such a big undertaking. And um, so I have to say, I, I thought twice or maybe three times before <laughs> recording it. Sure. Um, but it's a piece that has lived with me for uh, for a long, long time. Hmm. And, and I thought, you know, it should, the fact that it's so massive shouldn't stop me from, from recording it. Sure. Um, in your notes, uh, which accompany the recording, you use a really great sort of evocative phrase that it's uh, Everest for a pianist. <laughs> yes, in many ways, because um, there's so many um, difficulties in technical, um, for sound production, um, uh, conceptual, uh, philosophical, and, yeah. and structure, and there's everything is there. Every angle. And, uh, yeah, every angle. There are many difficulties, and so um, I don't really, I can't think of any other piece that is quite like it. 
On this disc, as well as on previous recordings with Signum of works by Bach, Rachmaninoff and Brahms, you've included your own transcriptions and arrangements of some of these composers' works. So adapting and embellishing seems to be something, would you say, that appeals to you? Um, very much, but uh, the reason why I included them was not... I'm now not a transcriber nor a composer. I mean, I wouldn't call myself that. Uh, the initial reason for doing these transcriptions was that I was really in love with the original works that mm. I decided to transcribe, and I couldn't find a transcription that was faithful enough to the original. Right. You know, there are a lot of transcriptions that are very ornate and very different than uh, in the sound world mm. than the original. And and I'm thinking of a Bach uh, adagio from the F minor concerto or or a Rachmaninoff vocalise, and. And sometimes I, I, I was really wishing that it was something simpler and more faithful to the original. I mean, simpler in terms of notes, but uh, hmm. of sound, it becomes very complicated when you're trying to translate the sound of an orchestra and or, or a voice and piano to solo piano. Yeah, so in some ways it was more a simplification of these more ornate transcriptions to get back to in a way, yes. the purity of the original. Yes. Oh, fascinating. And that was an excerpt from Alessio's transcription of Rachmaninoff's vocalese. And at the time of recording this podcast, you're in the midst of a UK tour of Beethoven's Emperor Concerto and Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And you preceded this with two recording sessions for new albums with Signum at Snape Maltings in Aldborough, a solo album and a piano duo disc. Can you tell us a little bit about the solo recording first of all? Um, yes, it started with my wish to record Mussorgsky's pictures at an exhibition, which mm. is a Piece, of course, it's very often recorded, but I have performed it quite a bit, and I thought I felt something special, a special relationship with it. So mm. I thought it was about time to record it, and then it became it grew into a all Russian album with the Scriabin third piano sonata, right. and a few smaller pieces. The, yeah. um, there are two shorter pieces by Scriabin, the C sharp minor etude, opus two, number one, and the left hand prelude. Ah, right, and uh, at Again, another double transcription of, yeah. of uh, uh, Mussorgsky's um, picture. Uh, another double transcriptions of Mussorgsky's Night on the Bald Mountain right. by Chernoff and by myself. And the second album you're recording with Lucille Chung, who, as well as being a frequent duo partner and a world-renowned soloist, is also your wife. Yes. <laughs> it must add an interesting dimension to your relationship, working as a piano duo team as well. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. I mean, I love the fact that we both do the same thing and we really help each other and mm. comment and critic sometimes without uh, any filters. <laughs> Did it add any challenge having your young daughter off stage listening? Well, we we're lucky. She was very, very good. And um, actually, I think it made, she made us work a little bit quicker because we had to go back <laughs> and be with her. And yeah. so it, was, it was really enjoyable experience for everyone. Oh, great. Can you tell us a bit about the repertoire on this new recording? Yes, this was uh, Lucille's project of recording uh, works by uh, Francis Poulenc. Mm. 
and uh, half of the CDs will be um, with uh, solo works of it's 15 improvisations and the three novelettes. Mm. And then we decided to record the two piano version without orchestra of the two piano and orchestra concerto, right? And uh, forehand sonata, uh, which really is, I think it's it's first class music and so beautiful and 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 so special and rarely played, but very very interesting. Presumably, before that, as you're both touring musicians, it must have been quite hard to find time to actually see each other. Um, yes, but we always managed to to do a few tours together mm. during the year and play music that we love to play together and places that we like to go to. So yeah. that's, it's almost like a working working vacation. Right. Fantastic. I believe we're going to hear a clip from your first duo album with Lucille. Uh, would you like to introduce the track we're going to hear? Um, yes, this will be uh, our forehand transcription of Piazzolla's uh, Libertango. It's no secret to anyone who follows your blog, um, alessiobacks.blogspot.co.uk, that you're quite a passionate foodie. Um, understand you've been complimented a few times after concerts on your food blog. <laughs> yes, although it never started as a food blog. I sure. mean, it was just a blog and it was mostly about music and some travel and photography and then and food mm. um, occasionally. And then it became more and more about food somehow. So it's referred to as food blog. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Most recently you posted a really good looking uh, tiramisu recipe. Can you give us any hints on uh, what future recipes might be coming? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if you have any any on your wish list, let me know. <laughs> Probably loads, but I can't think of any of them right now, unfortunately. Um, presumably touring gives you a chance to explore some sort of interesting food outlets then and sort of indulge that passion. Uh, yeah, I love that part of, of, of the quote-unquote job. And <laughs> and unfortunately, yes, I indulge <laughs> maybe a little too much in, in this. But, um, you know, we there's very little time during touring. And we all have to eat, so I try to combine passion with needs, and yeah. and and I love to explore different cuisines as a way to as a gateway into a new culture. Mm. And um, I like to go always local and see what people local people have to um, have to suggest and and, yeah. and explore that. Out of curiosity, are there any particular British cuisines that? Uh well, I, I love a lot of food here, and especially London now. The mm. food scene is really, really fantastic, world class, um, of you know traditional fish and chips and uh, <laughs> and ales and and excellent pies and things like that. I, I really, I really adore. But but now there's so much choice, especially in London, that mm. it's hard to hard to pick one. Yeah, especially ethnic foods. There's so much, and uh, we had a fantastic um, Indian lunch recently, mm. and 
Can I name restaurants? Or? <laughs> I think if you, if you like to, yeah. That's right. That's okay. Alessio, thank you very much for taking the time to come in and talk to us. Um, to finish, would you like to introduce one of the works from your recent solo album? Yes, of course. And this will be um, a double transcription by Chernov and myself of Mussorgsky's Night on the Bald Mountain. Great. Thank you very much, Alessio. Thank you.
Thank you for downloading the Signum Records podcast. So Signum Records is running a little contest here. Um, All you have to do is to answer my question. So um, what Italian dessert recipe did they recently write about on my food blog? And email the answer to podcast at signumrecords.com. Good luck. For more information on Signum Records releases, go to signumrecords.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Spotify or follow us on Twitter at Signum Records. And you've admitted it's a food blog. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> no, no, that's it. That's, that's it. It's going to be a food blog. There you go. <laughs>